Phil, I'm keen to hear from from you. Um, you've been involved uh, very regularly with the New Zealand Tech Podcast over over a long period of time, you've been, and on a much longer period, you've been involved as a as a journalist. Uh, I'm, you know, you seem to enjoy coming and doing uh, podcasting on a regular basis, which I've very much, uh, you know, appreciated uh, your involvement with the New Zealand Tech Podcast. But what does it mean to you, and uh, you know, why why do you like doing it? Well, um, as you say, I'm a journalist, and a lot of that is um, me just writing something and not getting a lot of feedback. I mean, you get the the comments and so on, but you don't get a huge amount of feedback. Um, I've done a lot of TV and radio in the past as well. Um, but the thing about a podcast is it's got this kind of informal nature to it, and it's a conversation, it's a chat, whereas if I go into a TV studio or a radio studio, I'm in, usually in there for a few minutes it's a very specific, narrow conversation, usually well-scripted, or at least on the part of the interviewer. And, um, you you know, you get the facts across quite well, but what you don't get is you don't get the flavor, you don't get the feel, you don't get the emotional stuff. And when, when I come and do the podcast, I mean, we, we usually have a few laughs. There's a few things to sort of um, enjoy. And one of the things that I get feedback when I hear from people who listen to the podcast is they say to me, and this has happened just about everyone who hears it, says more or less the same thing, how you clearly enjoy doing that. And that's part of it for me. I mean, it's not quite a party. I mean, there's no booze. There's no, you know, no oh, really? music and as such okay. and so on. But, it's a, but, there's a, but there's a bit of a party going on when we do a podcast. And I think that's, that's it. And it's fun, but that fun, um, you know, it's fun with a purpose. Yeah, good. Now, Jared... Um... You're someone that's been involved in the the acting world for uh, for some time. So you, you come, you know. We, I guess we we all come from different uh, perspectives, and you've been uh, doing the New Zealand Entertainment podcast over over the last twelve months or so. Um, how's that sort of you know meshed for you? And what value do you think you uh, get out of being involved in a in a podcast? Uh, it's all about the value I give to the podcast. Uh. <laughs> Be, be truthful now. Be truthful. <laughs> well, no, I, I, as you know, I work with Wal, and Wal's a lifetime friend or a, long, a friend of a long time. Um, and so he came to me and said, hey, look, much like what you've just said, you're an actor. You could bring something. You entertain. Yeah. I'm doing an entertainment podcast. Um, do you want to come and sit in and be a guest? I guess he was hard up for guests. And... Um, <clears throat> And, like, uh, he didn't know if he had a podcast either at that stage, I suppose. But uh, so I came on, on board and um, I just found that it was a natural channel for me to channel my energy because in New Zealand, for those people, you know, if this is going, I don't know how far our reach is here, but for New Zealand it's quite hard to get paid work as an actor. Plenty of acting jobs but not paid. So, so this was another opportunity to not get paid. Um, with, <laughs> with, with Wall, but also... That hasn't changed. Is that, is that a, that's a com- common thing. That's a common thing. Eh? We do it for love, like most things. Um, so, so I found it, yeah, it was quite entertaining. It was good to use this connection to connect with other entertainers and other actors. Uh, like Will said, that you know, New Zealand's uh, most prided kind of... Uh, uh, personality shall we say uh, they're not too hard to reach and you can get all sorts of interesting people so it's it's good for me to connect with them it's good for me to connect with an audience out there somewhere and it's good to connect with wall and yourself paul yeah so great mm. great well I'll, I'll remain uh faceless in the in the meantime um well you've now been doing the new zealand entertainment podcast for for about a year what are some of the highlights of of that for you because you've really thrown yourself into it and you know you throw a lot of hours into this thing each week. What are the highlights? Why why are you doing it? Uh, let's see, Paul. Uh, well, obviously working with Jared, of course. Uh, is that what you wanted me to say, Jared? <laughs> um, that's been a bonus as well ever since we started uh, co-hosting the show together. But I think the highlights are definitely uh, like Will picked up this, our New Zealand stories. So for us, it's important to have a. Most of it is local content, whether we're interviewing uh, local musicians, actors, you know, the stories that we want to hear. And hopefully that'll transcend as well to overseas listeners as well. But I th- we've had an opportunity, hey, Jared, to talk to a lot of people that we would never normally have the opportunity ever 
We've been mixing it with some big stars. Yeah, I, I think uh, Craig we... Monaghan, the director from The Healing, uh, Eduardo Sanchez, the director from uh, was it that Abominable Snowman? We, we've uh, and these guys, uh, Jermaine Clements, Jermaine Clements, who's my double ganger. I had an interview uh, with Jared, him. There's Jared's double ganger. Yeah, if I put glasses on, it's amazing. Yeah, Jared. But it was. Have, it was, you, got it was, glasses, have you got your glasses on now? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jermaine uh, Clement, guys. There you go. See? Oh, oh my God, that's. that's um, yeah, and, and Bill, you look really, amazingly like Brett McKenzie. Thank you. Bill. <laughs> Brett McKenzie, it's like the flight of Welsh the um, player, the Concords of the future. Mm. Um, but yes. yeah, we've uh, the highlights have been many, Paul. But or I think just talking to people, whether they're local overseas, has been a real buzz. I think. Eh? Yeah, many you ever Amanda Billing. I, I do. Yeah, yeah, Amanda Billing. Yeah, Shorten Street. Um, it's we, good. It's it's also having said that, there's a lot of. Just low-profile people, which are also interesting to talk yes. Up-and-coming yes. actors, up-and-coming uh, musicians, singers, very talented. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Now, um, back back to Skip. Um, you mentioned before around the international aspect of it for, for you, and you've got uh, one of your hosts who's now based offshore. Mm. Um I mean, now the focus of our talk was around sort of local podcasting, but what's the opportunity that you see sort of being able to grow out from a local audience and connect with people offshore as well? How's, how have you found that side of things? It, it's a really interesting, when we talk about the tech space, it's a really interesting conversation that occurs uh, between those, uh, shall we say, in North America <laughs> and those here in New Zealand because uh, a lot of technology is driven with a very, very much a North American focus. So a lot of stuff works in North America. It works very well. Doesn't so much, it's not so much the case here in New Zealand. Some of the services aren't available. So we have a really unique viewpoint on the way we utilize technology um, because half the stuff doesn't really work for us. There's no information. There's no services and stuff like that. And the value proposition is different here as well. So, yeah. so things are expensive. For us oh, pull the mic so in a bit closer. Yeah. Pull, pull the mic oh, So things can be expensive for us here, which are not necessarily expensive in the US. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so the cost of doing things is quite different. Um, so point in case is we've now got uh, a digital television, internet television coming to New Zealand in a big way uh, with the likes of Netflix that has only just recently entered the market. Now, that's been a big thing in the States, and it's been huge for ages over there, but it's only just starting here in New Zealand, so uh, our perspective's a little bit different. Now, having a, a co-host that lives in the States, is born in New Zealand and grew up with the New Zealand culture, um, it, it adds a real unique uh, perspective where he can be immersed in the North American culture with the technology and then bring back his Kiwi viewpoint on that for us here in New Zealand. So it's like, hey, by the way, guys, this thing from Amazon is flipping amazing, but don't get too excited because it's not going to work in New Zealand for you. So, you know, there's all that sort of crossover that, that occurs. So, yeah, the um, having a global perspective with a, a, a Kiwi accent, shall we say, is, is really important for us. It's sort of keeps us grounded and go, hey, don't get too excited about the new XYZ widget or whatever. Um, because, frankly, it's not going to be a big thing for us here in New Zealand. So, yeah, interesting conversations to have. And obviously, uh, us as Kiwis, we push technology a lot harder and a lot differently than anywhere else in the world. Um, and we can add our own viewpoint, you know, how do we get television in New Zealand, for example, um, which opens up a whole can of worms, but we won't go into that right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, so those things have certainly got better. Now, I'd be interested in um, in hearing from the the audience. There's a there's a few people that have uh, joined us from various places. Um, whether there's anyone there that uh, would like to join the open seat. Now, I'm just trying to work out whether we're all going to be able to hear it. Will we? Might be our only uh, our only our You'll only have challenge. to interpret for us. Uh, um, so we, I'm not sure. Well, maybe we can get so if there are any. Uh, chat questions or anything anybody wants to uh, add from from their experiences because we're you know we're we're uh, a long way away from the US but there are, there are many countries outside of the US uh, where people are you know either interested in finding local content or interested in making uh, local content uh, we've got website doctor there uh, in Ireland um, just having a look to see uh, any comments from where where other people are uh, are coming in from. Uh, but if anyone's got any questions from uh, from those areas, be interested in hearing it. Um, Jared, you had some comments. Oh, I was just going to comment on what you were saying about the technology uh, and the technical work, but it's also the same for the for the, if you go wider than that for building, for um, particularly 
for carpentry or anything like that for uh, DIY people. Uh, be, I'd love to see a show like that because uh, often I watch YouTube and, and you're talking about North America. You watch a YouTube clip, whether it be mechanics or building, and you, and you watch them pull out all their tools all of these pieces, they go to the local hardware store and they get these amazing things. I go to my local hardware store and I find nada. You know, there's nothing there. <laughs> and I have to kind of number nine wire, make yep. it myself and, type and thing. And you know what? They don't, ship to New Zealand. they don't ship to New Zealand often as well. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah, and I think that that highlights one of the, the great benefits of local podcast content in yeah. that – you know, if we look today, the the large majority of uh, you know of podcasts that people listen into in New Zealand and and you know most other markets is actually as US, US content, and I mean that that's great for those in the US that are producing their content, but I think that you know the audiences are missing out on the, those local aspects, and that's something where you know I think there's a you know, there's a growing, uh, you know, opportunity as more people start listening to podcasts to produce that local content that will, you know, fill those needs. And interesting, Jared, that you mentioned DIY because that's, you know, one where I've been looking around in terms of who, you know, who who would be great to uh, that we could get plugged into, uh, you know, to help with with that type of podcast, um, with a, you know, from a New Zealand perspective. And I think, you know, across so many different fields, bringing that uh, that local aspect. Will uh, will really work work very well. It might be that you can't grow the same sort of audiences. Well, it yeah, will be most countries. You won't be able to grow the the same sort of audiences as some of the big uh, uh, the big US podcasts. Where, you know, we see uh, you know uh, yeah, millions and millions of downloads. Um, but you know, I think there's still uh, there's still a reasonable opportunity mm. there in terms of uh, you know building an audience and connecting. But this is the thing I like about the, the whole podcasting model, right? Is that um, we don't have to necessarily target the tens of thousands to be able to make it something that can be regularly done. You know, for a very minimal cost, we can actually do a, a regular podcast, you know, DIY podcast, for example, mm. with full knowledge knowing that you're only going to be working on a community of a couple of hundred people anyway. But that's going to be a really rich and rewarding community to deal with. So mm. that's what I like about doing the podcast thing. You know, it's so low cost to get into it, you know. Fire up your SingStar mics and you're away, and you get yourself an audience. It's it's fantastic, and everyone starts contributing to the community. And, and one of the things we often overlook is there's a lot of those only in New Zealand stories, which are actually fascinating elsewhere in the world. Um, and I know again from feedback from the tech podcast, people from overseas actually getting in touch and saying, "Yeah, wow, I didn't know about that in New Zealand or whatever," um, which means that people actually do want to know what's going on here and um so by doing that and not attempting to be you know not say putting on u.s accents and so on and doing it that way is um has value in itself oh yes does uh, so the question is does anyone understand us because of the thick kiwi accents um i'm told by my my daughter who lives in paris that we um it does sound like new zealand when you listen in from overseas (laughs) but it's comprehensible (laughs) That's good. Um, and what about the interest in uh, in building in building content that would suit an international audience? Is there much interest in that among amongst the group? Um, you know, will you're you're um, you know sort of starting on on the sort of next phase of your journey? How much uh, uh, next phase? That sounds <laughs> staying married is up there. <laughs> this is interesting for me. The whole podcast and. Sweet. Uh, Yeah, this is strange for me because it is a hobby for me, but I start treating it like a job. And so my lovely German wife, uh, Monica, she's like, well, what's happening? Are you going to get paid for it? I said, well, it's not about that, sweetie. I'm uh, I'm working towards something bigger here. She's like, you have heard that from you before. Remember, Remember when you tried to start the nappy business? And I was like, yep, yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, what is it for nappy me? Business. Nappy business? Okay, here was the idea, right? So I want to hear this. Washable nappies. I'll deliver them to your house once a week. You get all the benefits of uh, eco-friendly. You don't have to throw away the plastic. And I'll come and pick them up. And I was driving to pick up some nappies, and I thought, oh, no, I'm a nappy driver <laughs> on my way to pick up dirty nappies. So what is it I'm looking for? Uh, How did that business? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, great, great, Paul. Yeah, I don't even. I'm not even working. Um, no, I closed it down. I didn't lose any money, Paul. So 
continue the business between us. We're fine. I don't credit cards up to date, as is my overdraft. Um, but I think the lesson I learned from the nappy business, Laundreezy was its name. Laundreezy. Mm. Laund- I thought it was cool. <laughs> Uh, surprisingly, the Twitter handle at Laundreezy was available. I nailed it. Um, um, okay, so where am I going? Yeah, big nappy business. I'm not here. Good idea, though. I'd like to get your guys' feedback. It's a great I idea. Think it's yeah. a good idea. But what I learned from Laundreezy was that um, I think I was chasing money or this idea of a business. So it made me look inside and… and uh, There's a question. What is a nappy? A, a nappy? A diaper. A diaper, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a diaper. A diaper. diaper. And uh, apparently Laundreezy uh, sounds like a rapper name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so thank you very much for that. If I do bust out some freestyle, it will be as Laundreezy. <laughs> keeping it easy. Actually, my cousin did say, uh, if you're keeping it greasy, head on down to Laundreezy. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what? I, it's my cousin who said it. Well, what did you do with all the content? From those nappies, we still did you, have um, that packed away under our house. Oh, cool! Yeah. So, if any, anyone's having a baby, including anyone oh, watching, sorry, so you, you've got the nappies or the diapers packed away, but yeah, what about the content that you cleaned away? Where, ah, did your did your plumbing bill go through the roof? Or? No, well, that was the idea was to wash it at our house, yeah. but uh, my very efficient German wife said that's not a this is not a good idea, William. This is not efficient. Nine. Yeah. Nine. Nine. yeah. So we went to see a company who specialized in laundry. It's fair to say that uh, they didn't like me rolling in with my 150 stinky nappies. But I paid them and everything was cool. It was my job to put the glove on and separate the nappies into the other container. Mm, thanks but, for that. Yeah, there you go. Hope, hope International Podcast Day. Boom. Better work stories, everyone. That image <laughs> is going to stay with everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. I'm just thinking metaphors. Every time, everything you say now, I'll be thinking but, but, diaper, but actually, nappy. What you've done is you hit, a, you hit on a fabulous point, right? Which Thank is you. The other thing about podcasting is a lot of personality comes into it, and that's – one of the things I love about it is, is that the kind of work that I do, you don't get a lot of room for your personality because, you know, I'm dealing with facts. Whereas you get onto the podcast, you chat a bit, and suddenly there's a real person at the other end of the yeah. that connection. I mean, are we all worried about if the stories we're telling are truthful or not? I mean, are we moderating it ourselves? For example, mm. I listened to one of Mark Maron's latest podcasts, and he had a you might have heard of it, a comedian guest that lied about being in uh, the World Trade Center, and he carried mm. that lie for years. Yeah. He wow, said man. in one of his podcasts, look, I'm not 60 minutes, so if the facts are incorrect, uh, I'm sorry about that. I'll take story on face value, but it made me think, do we have a responsibility to make sure that if someone's telling you it's a great phone, for example, that they're telling the truth? Well, I think a lot of that come, it comes down to uh, sharing of opinions, doesn't it? And I think that's what you know that what I enjoy about you know podcasts is hearing different people's opinions because you can you can look and you can read varying facts and so on. But it's it's the uh, broader discussion that that happens in the context of a podcast because when you listen to a radio and you know I get this when I'm talking on the radio, you've got a, a very small segment. I got up at very early this morning to do a, a new segment uh, around cyber security uh, on on one of the local stations, News Talk ZB, and it was it was such a small segment that at the end of it, I was sort of just feel I was feeling cut off because there was another couple of sentences that I should have squeezed in, and maybe that was down to me in terms of planning and knowing that it's a, it was a small segment. Uh, you know, similar sort of challenge um, with TV as well, and. When you switch, when you compare those to podcasts, you've got time to actually uh, get out and express a whole lot more. And I think that's that's something as a listener that I, I enjoy. And you're not, you know, to you know to collate information, you go to varying sources, and podcasts is just one of one of those. Um, but you, what you take in, I think, from a podcast is is very different from you know what you get from say a TV segment, radio, uh, you know, a, a news item online. Um, you can compare it with the blog post, but there's something different because you've got the backwards and forwards discussion that we have on a podcast that with a blog post it's you know or a news item, somebody's just giving their opinion and you don't have anyone else to sort of challenge it with, well, I'm not sure I agree with that or, well, you know, this has been my experience. And so you, you kind of balance that out, which I, you know, I think is uh, 
uh, is something that, that really adds and it's part of what makes it a really unique uh, platform. Because it's a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, reliability of information is something that's always tested on our show, eh, Jared? Especially with Jared's information. Like, for example, <laughs> for example, we, we, we went to see a movie, Sicario. Now, when we talk about it, <laughs> Sicario. Sicario. So, when we talked about it, Jared said it was Spanish for cicada. And I took him at face value, like, like you said you would. I thought it was cicada, Spanish for cicada. And then he said it was Spanish for nappy or something. Um, but this is something that we do on a regular basis. With, hey, remember the Stephen Hawking? He was Stephen dead Hawking. and then he's alive. I think he's alive. We just, oh, yeah, yeah. Wild thought Stephen Hawking was dead. Uh, or was it me that thought he was dead? But anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's by the by. Anyway, so that's what you're saying uh, about It's good to have the internet kind of. We also take advantage of the internet and it's blaring out in front of us on this big 50-inch screen, television yeah. screen. Look up the facts. Good to have a facts man. Podcast etiquette, yes. Yeah. Mm. Having said that, it's good to spread a few porkies now and then, just to keep the interest up. <laughs> Unintentional sometimes. I'm sure Will Bennett wouldn't do that, would you, yeah. Bill? Uh, I did work briefly for the sun. <laughs> <laughs> but after page three left, so did Bill. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> the pinups left and Bill left. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so are we, where to from here with uh, with with podcasts, um, Jared, have you got any thoughts on you know what what you would like to sort of see develop? And you know, knowing that at the moment podcasts only had a pretty small percentage of the population within um, you know most countries. The US, I think, has has quite a different um, adoption rate of podcasts. Is a you know reasonably high percentage of the population that listens to podcasts at the moment. But as those numbers go up, you know, how much do you think that podcasting uh, will be something that TV and radio uh, broadcasters will want to jump on board with themselves. How much will they, uh, you know, maybe cross over with um, more independent podcasters like ourselves? Mm, I think the the television broadcasters and radios uh, feel threatened, um, if not today, but they certainly will in the very near future or in the not so near future. Because it seems to me that everyone is internet. Everyone's internet savvy. I talk to my friends, I talk to the people that I hang out with, um, and I, I ask them how much television do you watch, and hardly any of them watch any television. They watch they watch the internet, YouTube, smart television, smart TV. Netflix. They listen to podcasts, Netflix. They download stuff. They pass stuff around. So, so once upon a time, five years ago, even with the World Cup that's happening right now, the Rugby World Cup, um, people that doesn't seem to be the same flavor or publicity. And I said um, to someone, is it publishing or, or uh, promoting that? And uh, they stopped and thought and said, yeah, yeah, probably, because I hardly watch TV. Five years ago, I was, I was everything, television, television, television. So, so I think, yeah, the, the major companies um, need to, to really consider podcasting and, and people such as the people in this room probably at a good vantage point, a good launching point where, yeah, we're starting to get the hang of this, you know. So with the size of the audiences within, you know, most, uh, you know, domestic markets, Australia, New Zealand, and, you know, wherever other listeners are coming in uh, from, we don't, we just, you know, we don't have that sort of scale. So does it, does it matter to them yet? Because well, most of them do, you know, offer some content in a podcast yeah. format. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I mean, Radio New Zealand has a lot of podcast-like material on its site. And some of the best programs on Radio New Zealand are available as downloads now. But um, um, what I was going to say is that, that what they do own is the distribution mechanisms, and that's where the that's where we struggle a bit. I mean, we've got social media and the internet, but we don't have the distribution mechanism. Like, for example, um, you listen to a good music program on Radio New Zealand, and they'll say this is available on a podcast. You can download it for the next two weeks, go to the site, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of people will will hear that. And that's what we lack as a, yeah. um, as a media in our own right, is that distribution um, mechanism to large audiences. I agree. Yeah. Mm. yeah, you can have the best show in the world. It could sound a million bucks, but if nobody's listening New to Zealand's it. best kept secret. Is that what you describe yourself? No, so three. Once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, once upon a time. Yeah. Okay. But content is king. Yeah. I always remember that one from the king, Cash is king, but 
content is king in this respect, isn't it? But a bit of cash wouldn't go astray for advertising. Oh, just a thought. Are you looking just at Just put it out the there. Desk. Google that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think it, you know, it, it tends to be that the, the, you know, traditional media businesses will be driven by that side mm-hmm. of it, right? And part of that, you know, ties into growing audiences. But, you know, I think by focusing on niche audiences, they, they become more valuable. And I look mm-hmm. at some of the big US podcasts. Uh, and there was a podcast movement uh, in Texas. Uh, was it a month or two or two back now? And the you know the fascinating thing was hearing what amount of uh, revenue they could get per per thousand listeners. And it was it was you know pretty low. It seemed to be a, you know common. There were some you know common numbers that were bandied around. Uh, you know that line up very much with what it cost to put a banner ad on a web page, and uh, that just seemed. Absolutely, you know, bizarre to me when you realise the the weight uh, that a podcast uh, host sort of tends to carry with their audience who listen in and listen in and, and keep listening in and so on. Um, but part of that challenge is because you know those those big podcasts like Serial and so on are reaching such broad audiences. There's no sort of niche value, you know, who, who listens into Serial? Well, you know, it can be anyone from you know uh, a kid, you know, teenager. Up to your grandparent, uh, you know anyone in any 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 field. You know it's it's um, it's it's so broad that you know the advertisers probably that get the most value are the sort of Coca Colas and McDonald's and so on of this world. Uh, because if you're advertising a niche product, and we you know we often hear the uh, ads from Mailchimp and and the like. Yeah, most people they hear that ad, it's not going to be of any relevance to them at all, you know, unless they're they're a you know very sort of tech leaning person that has a need for for that type of product. But th- those sorts of companies are uh, you know very common. I can't wait for my first advert. It's going to be such a good day. <laughs> just for it will feel like a real podcast, and I think that'll be the day. And I might just make it up. Maybe I'll do Laundrezy. This episode brought to you by Laundrezy or your nappy needs. Uh, I could I could come and advertise on your you podcast. So yeah. Skip, so, how, Skip yeah. how do you feel? Because you listen to a lot of podcasts too. Um, how how do you feel about advertising in a podcast? And you know, you you listen and say to I don't know. You could probably tell us what you're listening to, but maybe if there's something from the US and the you know the the way those ads sort of fit in, how do, how does that uh, work for you? Yeah, it, uh, advertising is interesting. I, I just go back a bit and say that. As, as a podcaster, I think we're a lot more uh, agile in what we create and worth of content. So there's a lot less risk for us to try new things, which is why I like with the podcast model. Now, traditional media, the broadcasters here in New Zealand don't make a lot of money. In fact, I think they make losses year on year, basically. Um, and so for them to try new things is always very tricky because they don't want to lose that advertising revenue. Um, coming back to the podcast side of things, boy, it, I reflect the same thing that everyone else is thinking. It'd be great to get some money for podcasting because then we can up the game. We can get new equipment and stuff like that. Now, um, what we found uh, in our podcast space is we actually offered um, some services to some of the guys we were podcasting with or helping to promote. So we had a couple of large events here in New Zealand. Uh, we got involved in the back end there, helping them out with stuff. And in the end, they gave us a little bit of cash as well to help upgrade our podcast stuff. So it's kind of um, generating revenue through a different model rather than just selling an advertise advertisement. We're actually selling a service as well, which you know we're buying into because we want to see their event succeed and then it helps us talk about the event. Um, and I think later on today on podcast day, uh, the guys from Aussie Tech Heads are going to talk about that a little bit more about driving business through podcasting. Um, for me, I... I don't respond to advertising very well. I mean, I you know the stuff on television, I switch off. Um, but what I find is looking at uh, podcasters like Twit.tv, the uh, Leo Laporte, they do a, a really nice way of advertising. They slipstream the advertising into the conversation stream. Um, sometimes it's blatant, sometimes it's not as as um, blatant. But I find that the the advertisements that come from those spaces are targeted towards the audience. And I think this is where podcasting wins out is that you can actually target your audience with the type of advertisement that they would like. And I've responded to that. I've actually gone and brought services based on podcast advertisement. I was just thinking about what you're saying there. And one of the slipstreaming the ads in, 
at the moment, I mean, I work in the media industry. It's, it's paid my um, my house, my kids go through school, everything for the last 30-odd years. Um, thing at the moment is ad blocking is a big deal on, online. Everything to do with online advertising is there's the big fear of the ad blockers um, yep. moving in. You can't block part of a podcast. No. You can fast forward it, but you can't block it. Can yeah, you? yeah. Not yet. So, I mean, and you certainly can't block a mention of an ad in the middle of a podcast. So that's something we've got going for us. Yes. That we should perhaps start to scream about. Yeah, and I think that it's a really, really good point about um, being able to do the conversation stream. Now, I know for uh, from our podcast, we've actually uh, refused to review some technology because we feel like the technology is not good, it didn't really work, so we parked to one side. So as a podcaster, we try and say the stuff we talk about, we either really believe in or it's worth everyone knowing about. Um, and so then if we promote stuff as well, we're actually not only – promoting a, a product, but we're actually giving that product backing as well. So, uh, for example, Skeplin Geeksphere says, hey, man, this you should go and buy XYZ from this company. It's really good. That's actually my endorsement as well. So it's actually me being the sales rep, me selling a product through to the audience. And I think that has a bit more weight, especially when you've got a community behind you, rather than just an advert that pops up on a television or a, in the midstream. So that slipstream and advert in actually has quite a bit of power behind it because it's you know, generally it's the person saying it that are actually saying, oh, look, I'm endorsing this as well as so, a product. So that's like um, the audible product placement. And so, for example, excuse me while I just have some of this nice uh, orange juice here. <laughs> um, so I might just say that, for example, and that that would be considered a slipstream. Well, a classic example now, my lap, Samsung laptop. So I'm kind of inadvertently advertising the fact that I, I support Samsung in their products mm. and their product range. Everyone's so, doing it in the room. I mean, look, yep. close up on Bill's wrist, he's pumping the new Apple Watch. Yep, totally. Um, and I think that's Does the other work, thing that I noticed with um, some podcasters, they actually make use of the space behind them as well. You know, they can have product placement in the background that sort of just mm. adds a little bit of credence to that. I, you know, I think there's some real... Opportunity. What was that, Brent? Sorry, <laughs> nothing oh, Brent. sorry. Wells pimping himself. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Sorry, um, sorry, <laughs> yeah. So I think I think we have a, a a the podcasting space has a um, from an advertising perspective probably has a lot more power behind it. Yes, the audiences are smaller, but I think you're going to get a higher hit rate out of it. And the challenge now for us as podcasters is how do we encourage the um, the marketing and advertising engine to actually believe that this is something to invest into? Now, someone sort of mentioned on the chat room the idea that, uh, hey, maybe uh, we could sell advertising to advertisers, you know, give a, a, a rate card or a, a concept to, to, advertise, to advertise in our podcast. Well, the challenge there is that our audiences are often not the audiences that marketers want. They want, you know, at least 100,000 people, you know, the, the big numbers. And so there needs to be a, um, a shift in the, the minds of marketers to go, actually, maybe we need to make smaller packages available to these podcasters. Sure, there's going to be smaller fees, but at least some sort of an income coming in for them. And that's where having a niche market counts because you're advertising to the people who will actually go and yeah. that are hooked into your whatever it is, your product or whatever it is that you're discussing on your technical program. Yeah. On the advertising as well, I think, well, I know for me, I know if a podcast I like is running an ad, that's paying for them to make the podcast. So it's easier for me to say, I will listen to that because that's how you're making your bread and butter. And it helps me rather than the TV ads where I know it's kind of flipped around or something else is going on. It makes me... Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to think if I ever taken up on a <laughs> advertisement on a podcast. No, not yet. Okay, that's homework for tonight. I'm a sucker for advertising, especially tech advertising. Just a sucker for it. Well, I was going to say, as a journalist, I'm a bit uncomfortable with slipstreaming um, product mentions and so on into the into the content. That goes right against my training and everything. I mean, I'm much happier when we say a now you know a now word from our sponsor or whatever. What I really like. Um, in this space is what uh, very popular blogs like, say, Daring Fireball, which is called John Gruber in the US. They have a, a weekly sponsor, and they do a bit of a bit of an up for the weekly sponsor, and that's it. They're in and out, and it's not 
it's not very showy. It's not very sort of pushing. But he will say, um, he will say that he endorses this sponsor because it does such and such. And it makes nice cases for iPhones or, or it does something great with the web or whatever. And that's it. It's a very simple endorsement, mm. very straight, and it's very clearly an endorsement. And I much prefer that to, um, um, you know, the, the kind of sliding stuff in, um, uh, you know, without letting people know that it's a pay for advertisement. I, I think you, you raise a really good point is that um, you don't want your podcast to end up being um, one big advertisement without people knowing about it. Yeah. And I, I think people spot that after a while. You know, you, you get um, the, the credibility of your podcast crumbles. So I think when you when you tackle the advertising, you've got to do it in such a way that you're not killing off your credibility for starters. Yes, yeah, excuse me for a minute there, Skip. I just need to interject for a minute. Uh, one thing we missed at the beginning of this broadcast uh, was uh, a mention to our sponsors, <laughs> um, so uh, I've just I've just got a reminder there. So, uh, so uh, for for those listening, they should be aware that uh, International Podcast Day uh, would would like to thank uh, would like to thank uh, Platinum sponsor uh, Podcasters Paradise, uh, Gold sponsors Appendipity and Spreaker, uh, Silver sponsors Simple Podcast Press, Ringer, and Scatter Radio. And without their support, International Podcast Day would not be impossible. It says um, so. Um, interesting. Anyway, and now and now and now and now back to the uh, to the, to the, word the, about the sponsors. Who writes? Yeah, who writes their copy? That's right. Um, the, the, um, the sponsors' message I love most is Sesame Street. Brought to you today by the letter N. I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, that's going to be what Google does now, isn't it? Isn't it their new company name Alphabet? It'll yeah. be your Sesame Street advert every minute. We don't um, do any slipstreaming mm. in Ireland, do we? Uh, only at the end we slipstream. Yeah, I think you promote yourself a lot. Yeah, uh, podcast.nz, yeah. and then we got nice.co.nz, yeah. and now it's n.nz. Yeah. We've been pimping this uh, new studio, of course, here yep. uh, every show. And, of course, the sign on the door, podcast.nz. That's our slipstream. You can't quite see that in the video. So, interesting. Now, just a little chat about Blab. So, Blab is the video the the broadcasting platform that's being used here. I just looked at it for the first time over the weekend, and my impression of it, and I'll be interested to hear yours, Skip, because I know you've had a look, um, but I sort of thought it's it's a little bit of a mix of Periscope, uh, of Skype, and of sort of a internet chat room in terms of what, a, you know, the way I've seen it, it being used. It's kind of got that, uh, you know, group video that we're, that we're used to with the likes of, of Skype and Hangouts and so on. Um, but then, you know, you've got these other aspects, and the the... the the discussions that I've seen are, are quite diverse on there, uh, but chatting to chatting to people on Periscope, it seems that there's a small sort of you know really keen community at the moment. Uh, sorry, on, on on Blab, it's a sort of a quite a small uh, community that's that's growing, and I'm kind of curious to see uh, you know where it will go from here because we've got all you know a number of platforms now, um, but. None of them, I think, have sort of landed it. You know, Periscope is very interesting, yeah. but I'm not sure. You know, I always thought sort of Periscope as a part waypoint to we're going to find something that's going to be better for uh, streaming. Um, and I'll just, if while well, the battery's still running, there is a live Periscope stream as well for those oh. that are uh, interested at, 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 at Paul Spain. Oh, um, but on on the Blab front... Um, Interestingly, the, our video looks looks pretty rough, and I noticed that with the um, the Australians that were uh, streaming before us. So they're still in beta. So I think it's a platform that will uh, that will improve. Uh, but it, it is curious that the um, yeah, it's not maybe quite quite as um, up to a level that you'd expect for it. Paul is streaming podcasting. <laughs> uh, ooh. Uh, streaming is streaming, but you know, I, I think you know when we when we look at um, you know varying podcasters, it's quite common to do video. I know um, you know Skip's done that with his uh, his podcast. They've done you know video segments. You've been able to you know access your podcast in an audio context as well as maybe you know, get it off YouTube. Uh, you know, get a live stream. You know, Twit's a good example. Yeah. Uh, you know, of a. a you know what are the I forget what they call themselves now. Uh, what's their, they don't use the term podcasting at all, um, but you know they have streaming streaming content. And yeah, I've, I mean I found it interesting to sit in their studio and also to you know come in and and do a um, and do a stream. But I you know when I look at stats and all the things that I, I hear, 
for long form podcasts, which is very much what what they do, and and uh, you know most podcasters that tend to do video, um, most of the consumption of that content is is going to be audio. But yeah. in terms of what terms apply, you know, I'm, I'm sure those will probably change over over time. And you know, bearing the podcast New Zealand name. Uh, you know, maybe works for a small audience of the population, but there's a large audience out there uh, that still doesn't know what a podcast is. So, mm, yeah, uh, the the term you're looking for is webcast. So, Vo Studio Techs picked that up. Oh yeah, is um, that official? Webcast? That's that's the official that's the official phrase from Twit, the team at Twit. So that's right. Is yeah. it uh, webcast you love from people you trust? Yeah, yeah. and it, I mean that's a good way to describe yeah. themselves, but it doesn't. Uh, I guess most people can figure it, can figure that out, but it doesn't. Say that it's streaming audio or streaming video. It's been quite uh, quite generic. Whereas that, that yeah. they obviously do both. But the, the good thing about uh, the technology that's out there is you, you podcasting is easy easy to do relatively with your SingStar mics and your recorder, um, and you can put that up online. It doesn't have to be live. And for uh, the New Zealand angle, we we certainly don't have the greatest internet down here. I'm still waiting for fiber to arrive in the year 2030. Um, some stage. Preach it. Preach it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've got 200, 200. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm jealous. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, it's really an interesting, um, problem for us down here is that we, some of us do have the infrastructure to live stream and some of us don't, but that doesn't stop us from creating the content. Um, tools like, um, Blab, which I, like you found out about on the weekend, uh, offers a really great opportunity for podcasters to become more like webcasters, especially if they have an audience. And so, you know, you have an audience here that can communicate. We can invite them in. They can actually be part of the video conversation stream as well, and I like that feature. So Blab offers a whole bunch of concepts that I haven't seen before in one space, um, which is nice. Yeah, the streaming needs to be worked on. This product's still in beta, and that's fine. Um, I'm quite impressed with how it's done. So... I, I think there's no barrier for us to be broadcasters now. I mean, we can be the podcast broadcast or we can be the webcast mm-hmm. broadcast and we can do an audio video, um, whatever you like. Um, it just really enables us to do the content well in whatever That's format. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, we have this conversation all the time. Eh? Jared was always pushing to go for video. Um, sometime in the future, we'd like to. Mm. Well, yeah. well the, the argument is, do you have a face for radio yeah. or internet video? This is the thing we get um, hung up on uh, every time. Hey, you know, just re- about the blab, blab, that's cool. Is it an Australian? It sounds like an Australian it, when someone's blabbing away. Um, do you, you know, you can have the opportunity to webcast. Can, do you, is it like a studio you can control? Who you what can be seen and what can't be seen? Do you? I don't know. Paul's on the cut, Paul's cut on the tools. So yeah, basically you can actually you might see it there, Jared. I'll spin the, the Mac uh, iMac around. Yeah, I can just kind of get a taste of it. All right. Um, so it yeah, basically the screen splits up into uh, in, into four, and of course all those on the uh, on the on the stream will uh, will know. Hey, someone's holding up a New Zealand sign. Um, yeah. In their uh, All right. gift, which is quite cool. Right. Excellent, bro. Uh, um, um, so yeah, it's, it splits up, splits up into up, you know, up to four, and you can have different people sort of jumping in, and there might be people uh. you've never met before <laughs> online and so on. Right. So um, you know, it's it, it is it's quite a um, you know a new concept, but it's a it's a mashup of things that we've seen before. Mm. But it delivers something that's quite different to what we've seen before, and and that was what I experienced when I tried it out over the weekend. And some of the people that were using it were, uh, yeah, obviously sort of quite addicted and spending hours and hours sort of, you know, meeting people a little bit like going out to a bar, but doing it sort of from uh, from your own home and uh, you know meeting random people around the world. So there are varying ways in which this sort of technology can be. Uh, yeah, uh, can, can can be used. So well, we wouldn't do it for nefarious reasons, would we? Use it, yeah. Jared. Well, big words like that. I'm not sure if I would or not. <laughs> but um, but I just noticed on the uh, it looks like Bill and I over here. We've got heaps of room. We're comfortable on our couch, and these guys are all pack over here. Squeezed up the tight five. Tight yeah. five. Yeah. Well, I've just well, there's some varying bits of feedback um, coming coming through from those that are uh, that are on the stream. Uh, comment here. I'm not sure. This is from uh, Rene Hild. I'm not sure I like video podcasts. I have a few on my iPad and delete them because they take up too much space. Uh, I don't usually want to live stream more my podcasts. Uh, and I like to know they've actually been edited up before uh, before they get to me, which is a, <laughs> a valid you there, point. Renee. You know, your, uh, your, your time is, yep. is valuable. Uh, another comment there. Um, 
if you make video, then you tend to make video type content. So it's a yeah. different, you know, your content is different when you're targeting uh, video. There's, mm. you know, there's, there's a different sort of uh, focus to it. Um, and if you have guests, Paul, they're different too. I've tried people can to be different in front of video, yeah. can't they? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. The other thing is, is that it's really simple to just whip up a bit of sound. You don't need much. You just need a microphone and something to record on. Whereas with video, you know, you've at least got to shave, comb your hair, iron a shirt. I'm just looking around the room now, and that's probably Thanks, not true. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I shaved last night. That's yeah. true, I did. But you know where I'm coming from. You know, there's, there are some standards there, and um, um, whereas um, audio can be done on the smell of an oily rag in terms of technology. What's yeah. the, is this a show? Who, who prefers video to, to video or audio? Video. You probably can't see this, but I've got my uh, your hand out. Yeah. As an actor, you could, you kind of have to. But I mean, they're, they're different for different. You know, they they serve different purposes, don't they? I mean, yeah. in terms of the most times when most people listen to a podcast tends to be when they're you know commuting or exercising, uh, doing the dishes. Absolutely. So I don't get to listen to many podcasts yeah. at home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm in trouble here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, m- mowing the lawn. You know, that, those are those are sort of good, you know times when you can be doing two things at once, right? Which is which is why the long form works because we don't all have a lot of time available to us. But I find when I'm consuming video, unless you're you're sitting down for some you yeah. know great entertainment and it's Netflix and so on, you know, it's going to be shorter pieces of video, and that's where I see the uh, the differentiation. I, I I tend to um, go for podcasts when I'm on the plane from Auckland to Wellington and back. And I notice there's quite a lot of people that are listening to their own sounds on those trips. So I guess a lot of people are doing the same thing. Yeah. And, and the other thing, interesting thing is that uh, when you when you're running your own podcast show, you you've got a, a format and a style. I mean, we we're traditionally audio ourselves now, but there's going to be times when video is going to be important, and so. Um, going to a major event is going to be quite key to take a video along and use that. Video does take a little bit of extra effort, and that's granted. Some people are just geniuses at it and can chew that up straight away. Um, but I think it adds a value to your audience by saying, hey, um, we went to Digital Nations, for example, here in Auckland, and we took our camera along so you could see what we saw and what we who we interviewed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes some of your interviews are just darn good looking and you want to take your camera along. You know, let's just be honest about that. Uh, and sometimes they're not. And you just want to use um, audio. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's obviously why Paul's got the camera yeah, set up. No, that's right. yeah. <laughs> There's a comment here uh, from Renee saying, um, you know, what's annoying is when you're listening to an audio p- podcast that was maybe done as a video originally and, you know, they're talking about something that you can't see. And this mm. is something um, yeah. that, that, that one of the shows that I've been on, um, the Paul Henry show here in New Zealand, which is broadcast, you know, probably the biggest audience are radio listeners uh, and then there's a TV audience as well, um, and then they're you know they're tweeting and sharing you know yeah. online social media uh, content as well, and trying to cover uh, you know both of those you know trying to cover both of those bases, you have to be very mindful that you cover both of them well without feeling as though you exclude one or the other, and I, and I think that is actually it's a it's a big effort, and mm-hmm. they seem to manage it you know pretty well. But I think it's actually really hard to to do that well, and a lot of people, you know, might sort of, uh, yeah, not not quite sort of click into that. Or you, you know, they they, and I've noticed this with Twit, they'll often sort of show something visually, and as you know, as soon as you do that, you're losing that audience that's yeah. just listening in yep. yeah. uh, from an audio perspective. So they'll demo something on the screen and so on, and. Um, yeah, you know, you wonder whether well, should that whole piece be edited out for the audio yeah. audience? Maybe, maybe they do. Yeah, or, or, or you could just throw up a couple of pics afterwards or something for them yeah. to access on their device, whatever it is that they're. Uh, but I think this is the thing with podcasting, right? Is we can actually try these things without breaking the bank. Um, and we we build community, and our community let us lets us know, hey, this didn't work for me because I'm in the car and I can't see the thing you're talking about. 
So we, we just tune. Mm. And this is what I really love about the podcasting. It's always a learning experience. We're always tuning and tweaking and trying to make the podcast better with each episode. So, and, I, and I'll say, I'll certainly notice that with NZ Tech Podcast, you know, from the early days when we got involved and then where it is now, you know, it's changed heaps. It's changed its format, the way we talk, people talk and communicate, how the show rolls. It just really has become a slick operation. And so this is what I love about the podcasting thing. The, I, I do have to say hi to Nathan in Seattle too. Yeah, hi Nathan. Uh, um, good to have Kiwis uh, sp- spreading uh, spread around the world. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of one of the things I, um, you know, I've noticed around the NZ Tech podcast, it, you know, because that's what I've been involved in the longest. Um, I, I bump. I, I actually, I put a USB stick into my car a few months ago uh, to listen to a, you know, just a raw record that hadn't been finished, and I wanted to have a listen. On there was one of the early episodes of the NZ Tech podcast, and on there was Skip and Brad and me, and it was it was interesting because the format of our podcast has sort of changed. We get different guests in each week and so on. Um, I noticed the sort of difference, and so that's something, Skip, with with what you do each week, where you've got you know you've got that sort of consistency in terms of who's there. Um, you know, you you end up with kind of a really good sort of rapport and, and chemistry amongst the group, and that was something that we had in the early days. That's that's a little bit different uh, now. So there was a bit there was a bit more sort of probably fun and and uh, and comedy to it. But I I really enjoy you know doing what what I do now as well. Um, and you've kind of got to you know find that space. And one of the things that I always ask when someone talks to me about putting a podcast together as well, you know. Are you expecting to earn any money? Is this something you just really love and you really enjoy doing? Because I think uh, that probably is the big take home for any listeners that are thinking about doing a uh, a podcast. Uh, you know, somewhere in the world that doesn't, you know, maybe there's not a massive market available, and you know, the chance to make lots of money is is you know reasonably slim out of uh, you know sponsorships and so on. Do it if you enjoy it, because uh, you know then your audience will love it because you're having fun. Uh, you'll keep you'll keep doing it. Uh, you won't drop off after uh, you know four or five uh, episodes, etc. Um, so yeah, that that's a big thing for me. I think you make you know your best content when you're doing something you love, and that's maybe something a little bit unique. When I talk to uh, some broadcasters, for some of them, it's uh, you know they've been doing it for so long that it's, it's you know they're doing it for the you know for the paycheck more than that. It's something that they're absolutely uh, passionate about. Um, I see we're, we're getting told to uh, wrap this up, but I think it would be opportune for us to say, and from me especially, uh, thanks to my wife and family for putting up with the extra hours and the uh, the cash that we spend on podcasting. Um, you know, they're, they're the unsung heroes of uh, of these backyard podcasts like ourselves, and we're all swapping glasses. We know exactly what we're talking about. And, and my wife's Lynn is here <laughs> here in the room. Uh, as, as someone that has to put They'll up be, with a, a budget, podcast. What budget? <laughs> They'd be unsung heroes of podcasters and they don't get rewarded enough. So, yeah. Great. Here, here. Great. All right. Well, um, I think we've got somebody else who's going to uh, going to jump across now. Um, so we'll see the uh, International Podcast Day uh, crew coming online. Hey, look, Vogue Studio Tech says, we thank our wives at the end of, of the show. show. Oh, well done, guys. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Cool. Awesome. What if you don't? Uh, we don't have a wife, do we, Jared? No. Um, I have a dog. We could thank somebody. That's not my wife, yeah. by the way. I don't call my wife my dog. <laughs> hey, well, I have um, a girlfriend. That that that's us from New Zealand. So thanks everyone for uh, for joining us. Thank and you guys. That was an awesome session. Looking forward to what other content will uh, will be shared around the world over the next um, what is it about twenty seven hours uh, left to go. Wow. So uh, that's us handing handing the baton over. Um, See team. And thanks to the team um, in the US for putting all thanks. this together. Uh, real privilege to be a part of it. And, uh, yeah, look, looking forward to what's next. Thanks, guys. Thank you.